Hey, this is Daryl Strawberry, and you listen to The Daniel Baldwin Show. This is Anthony Munoz, and you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN. Hi, this is Bruce Smith, and you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show. Hi, this is Cornelius Bennett, and you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show here on ESPN. Jim Kelly, you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. This is Chris Berman, a.k.a. The Swami. I am predicting that you are listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Dean Kane. You're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio, and so am I. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Switcherooski. It's the power switcherooski. If you're watching us on Facebook Live, look at the the deafness in which Josh. He's like Fred Astaire. So, but good morning and welcome. I just got my headset ripped out for no apparent reason, but it's okay. It's okay. I still have love for everyone in the room. Um, what happened? What happened? I think your headphones. What happened? Broke. Wow, I got nothing. I got nothing. I can hear you. This is great radio. Uh, it's good. It's beautiful radio, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with it. No, I don't want to borrow yours. I want to talk about why the mall is late. Um, I think it has something to do with having a power meeting with the great Ed Levine. So this is a, this is that thing that happens, Paulie, when I get here and no one's here because I, I, I'm left. I'm an island. I'm, by, I'm by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I have no say. I have no pull. I don't get asked to come into the staff meeting, even though I'm I'm, I'm a powerful figure. And so is Josh. But Josh, you are the number one show at the station, and you're never in this meeting. God no. Well, because you're not considered a department head, or what is I that? I am not a manager. I'm going to be the head of the Daniel Baldwin job. I'm going to be the head. If you want to go sit there, you can <laughs> take <Yeah>. my spot. <laughs> well, I want nothing uh, well, to well, do let with me, those. Let me ask you something. So, so take us into that. Take us into that room. What is it? Ed up there going, and we got to this. Is is it Newt Rockney? Is it what is it? No, it's uh, Ed it? sitting at his desk, and it's all of us explaining to him what we've got coming up in the next week, two weeks, month. You know, so today I had to stay in because it's sports time. Like summer's ending, so now it's my the the ball's in my court. Your time it's, to shine, yeah. Right. So, so right. yeah, I've got high school sports in Syracuse and Utica. I've got SU sports. I've got Bills start, and I've got Giants start. So I'm in there explaining what's going on with each sport. And fascinating. Yeah, so it's, it's uh, fascinating. Um, I'm going to go in that room and find out why I can't pay myself for the office upstairs, so we can <laughs> we can do other things here. But that remains to be seen. The power monger Ed Levine. He won't let. He won't give me anything. But good news, we've got high school football on ESPN this year. We've got Giants football. Oh. We'll have the MLB playoffs like we always do, World Series. It's a, it's a great the Yankees time of year. And the Yankees are, you know, right in the hunt for the wild card. They're not going to catch Boston, I don't think, but they're right there. Yeah. Yep. Um, so uh, that brings up an interesting going right into something that's sports. Um, do the Yankees need to trade for an outfielder? I mean, they're talking about that. Uh, I would not be surprised to hear Judge is not going to play the rest of the year. I, I really wouldn't be surprised to hear that. They definitely need to get someone because Clint Frazier has a concussion. And Aaron Judge said a couple days ago, playing catch caused pain in his wrist. Like just playing a game of catch. Well, yeah, but you know what, though? In the long run, if it's going to be something that we're going to have to hear his wrist hurts for the next five years, I say sit him now. Uh, and get him healthy. I think that's probably a smart investment for the Yankees. But it's not like the Yankees don't have the money to go get. See, see, there, them in Boston and a couple other teams in professional sports. Um, I'm 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 forever changed by a conversation I had with George Steinbrenner, uh, and that is that before he passed senior, um, 
they're in such a different category, not because the owner makes that kind of money, but because the team makes that kind of money. The Dodgers are one of these teams, too. Um, I remember sitting having at Yankee Stadium lunch with George. Uh, it was in the early 90s, late 80s. I can't remember what year it was, but I'm, I'm having dinner with him or lunch with him at a game. And I said, does it ever bother you that your payroll is so much higher than everybody else? I mean, you're, you know, when you go start looking at teams like Milwaukee or whatever, it's, it's three times what theirs are. He said, no, I never worry about that. I said, because the shipping and the steel stuff and everything you do make so much money, you just don't care. He goes, no, um, I have never had a single season where I wasn't able to cover all of my costs just on the sale of my hats alone. And I looked at him and I went, I beg your pardon? And he said, yes. Think about when you travel around the world. Do you go to Europe and see people wearing Milwaukee Brewers hats or any other hat, really? He goes, maybe a little Dodgers you see in Central America. He said, but the Yankee hat is such a staple. He said, I'm going to sell 10 million hats a year at $25 back then a piece. They're like $40 a piece now or more. Um, So with that insignia, because it's so known and it's such a staple to the United States in baseball that he was able to cover his salary no matter what it was. Now, remember, that's just on hat sales. Now, there's all the other stuff that they sell, all the beer, all the food, all the parking, all the television stuff, and the revenue he gets from tickets at home games. It's a gold mine. So he doesn't worry about paying that kind of money, but that comes along with always being in the hunt. So, so there's a, an inherent responsibility for the Yankees to be one of the three teams. You know, if they don't, if they're not a playoff threat late in the year, they're not selling those hats. So, the Yankees, um, I think, probably have put themselves in a position now with. Uh, I think we're dealing with judges more hurt than we know. I, I would not be surprised if he doesn't play at all again the rest of the year. So, who are they going to go get, Neil? Who's who's on the block? One person I think they should definitely try and get is Curtis Granderson from the Blue Jays. He is on waivers. He and he's cleared. Some, yeah, he's someone they could get very cheap. They wouldn't have to give up much. And is he going to be that big of an addition to the team to put them over the top? And, no. He can yeah. still play, though. That's the thing. He can still play. He's been 238. 11 <laughs> home runs. It's a stopgap. Yeah. Why did my voice just squeak? I don't know. What's going on with it? I'm hitting puberty. (laughs) Stopgap. It's a stopgap, but yeah. It's like Barney Fife. He has an option, too. So who knows? Does does a team that's not in the hunt right now, um, do they unload somebody early? You know, I mean, that that would be what I would think. Well, they got to clear waivers at this point. Yeah. You know, so it's a lot harder to get somebody at this point. A slight possibility they could get Adam Jones from Baltimore, but that's like very slim. Why why is it so slim? Because the teams with worse records get first choice at him now to clear waivers. I see. So, you know, so any other team that's below the Yankees is going to stop the Yankees from getting him. So the Yankees, but but aren't the Yankees the type of team that are going to go up and do a Rodney Dangerfield? Hey, keep it fair, keep it, and and slide some kind of favorable deal. Let us have this guy. All right. No, I think it's baseball. The every other team in baseball does not want the Yankees to get anybody good, so they'll keep them from. You know, there's no chance that that the Mariners or Athletics are going to allow the Yankees to get better, so they'll. They'll grab anybody off of waivers that they can get. So do you, do, then if you're the uh, the decision maker for the New York Yankees, Paulie, are you playing a questionably, you know, questionable injury with a guy like Judge this early in his career? I think you got you got to, but it's 
he's got six weeks. You know, all you got to do is hold on. You know, keep that wild card spot. His recovery time's four to six weeks. Judge said it's just going to take the full six weeks. You is know, that so. what his comment is now? Yeah. It's going to take the full six. Yeah. Yeah. So suck it up, Buttercup. Jeez, I'm I'm kind of swinging the other way now. So what what did he do to his wrist? He's strained. He got hit by a ball. And strained. <laughs> no, he got he got hit by a fastball, and they got him. Ooh. Got him in the sweet spot. Oh, what is the sweet? Spot? What is the sweet spot? <laughs> like it, just, it hit him. It hit him. What's just the test right? you have to do to know it was the sweet spot? I want to know. It when hit it's him your just wrist. right. That fractured his wrist. It did fracture it. Yeah, it's fractured. Okay, so I'm going to go back. I want to get Franco Colombo on the phone. I want to get Franco Colombo on the phone so I can tell my Franco Colombo story again on the radio. Oh, did you know? That the Daniel Baldwin Show is brought to you by Cam's Pizzeria. It was out at Bacon Fest and uh, saw the good folks at Cam's. Nice. You know, over the weekend, I, I went, a, uh, I went to time. the great one before I left because I had a, like a ridiculously crazy schedule. And I said to him, hey, do you need me to come down here? Nope. And I'd be like, he just cut me right off and said, nope. I said, doesn't help in any way to have me at the Bacon? Nope. You can't. You can't talk Bacon. I, bacon, I'm not trying to top bacon. bacon I'm trying to accentuate bacon. I'm the I'm the extra. I'm the chocolate you put on top of the bacon. Do you bacon, see that? Bacon doesn't need anybody's help. Wow. <laughs> wow. Do you want to hit an early break and come this, back with a so what? Because I believe America. We've, we've got a special caller at 10:30. Is that? We might have a special caller at 10:30. We may um, or may not, so. um, We should probably be tweeting that out once I get confirmation. Speaking of where you had a, a special caller yesterday, but the show was over. I heard that your boyfriend called yesterday. Yes, and he mentioned it. And, and can't even remember after he's been on 28 times that we're on from 10 to 11. Hey, what, what about that? Are we going to look at during football going two hours, or is that too much? Are you going to be I'm able- very busy. You're very busy? All right. Very busy. <laughs> what, did, what did Alex say yesterday when he called? What time was it? It was about 11.15, 11.20. He asked, he asked, are they still on or is the show over? And I said, I'm sorry, the show's over. And he said, oh, all right. Thank you for taking my call anyway. What a see, gentleman. See, see what a gentleman is. He's very nice. And then right when I, I hang up, I say to him, like, Alec Baldwin just called laughing. And Paulie's like, what? And I see him come around the corner. He's like, my best friend called. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think you should have probably put that call on hold for now on to, to allow. Mole, do you have a cell number? No. Oh, you need to have a cell number. I'm going to forward that to you. I'm going to ask him on air. Can I give them all? He's going, yeah, yeah, I'm not that close to him. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's no way you get Alec's phone number. I'm going to bet you. All he, right. But he doesn't like getting random memes. Uh, hang on a second. So let's think about this because I got to think carefully what he's going to say. If I ask him on air, I'm going to say if I ask him out on air, he's going to say absolutely. Yeah, give the moment. And then yeah, he's going to do not. And then he's going to go just change a digit. <laughs> <laughs> change change the last one to a four. <laughs> so that'd be nice. Uh, let's hit a break. Come back. We'll let's do our do so it. what. Right. Who the hell are you? I'm so excited. It's time for. Uh, um, I just can't hide it. I'm about to lose control, and I just can't. Um. So what? It's unlistenable radio. You understand the me? Daniel Baldwin Show. Hey now, it's time, Josh. What Buffalo you, Bills at what? I don't know. Daniel's He's gesturing to put the mic. I'm gesturing you when you're reading the "I'm so excited" the introductions to any of the segments to put it on in case we want to say something funny or, or, or talk over it. You hold it back, which limits my ability to do improvisational humor or co- make comments. Please slide the, the four red dials up while you're you doing the introduction. You don't talk over someone else talking on the radio. It, it's a pre-recorded piece. We yeah. can talk over it. It this sounds is, like garbage. The, the, well, you know what? This is the. It's a new time. I know you're set in your ways. When I touch him, he gets very, Look at him. 
He doesn't like human intercon- He doesn't human like intercon- it. He's like cell zone. The Buffalo Bills announced Monday that rookie quarterback Josh Allen will start against the Cincinnati Bengals on Sunday. Well, what choice do they have? You, you know, this is going to get us into something else that I'm really mad about, that I have a story that we're going to talk about um, um, of the same, which is that the Cleveland coach is not even allowing the Heisman Trophy winner to take any snaps with the first unit. So here's my point. This guy throws the ball better than anybody they have up there. They lost their starting quarterback. They traded him away. And if you... I'm not saying if they had no other option that you would want this kid to be thrown into the fire. But right now, they don't have a legitimate option. This other quarterback that they played threw five interceptions in his first start. (laughs) So that didn't turn out well. And you may have screwed him up for that. I think this kid knows that he's up against it, but he has a rifle for an arm. I watched him flick a 56-yard pass, and I kept no one was that impressed with it because I got told by Paulie it's preseason. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what game you threw it in. When you're off your back foot and just throw your hand up in the air with no momentum going forward and can throw it 56 yards, you have a cannon for an arm. I will say so what right now because it's still preseason. If he, they announce on uh, September 9th he's starting against the the Ravens, That'll be a what, but right now it's a so what. You know what? I'm going to take I'm going to take Buffalo now. Upset the Ravens. Wow. Not, so what or not? Not a so what. He's been. It's basically showing he's going to be the starter. They have no no. It, These are dress have, rehearsals towards the end of preseason. Yeah, I know, Pauly. but they don't have any other option right now. They, well, that, well, that's the other point. They they don't have an option. Well, they but, could start Peterman, but it's like it's not. Well, we'll probably see. Not we'll see work out. when when opening day rolls around. Who it's like starting Peterman over I mean, Seinfeld. Of all, if the rookies, he's probably got one of the better chances of uh, starting. He's going to start, for sure. According to multiple Las Vegas sports books, who do you boys think have received the most bets to win the AFC North this year? Vikings. Not the NFC North, the AFC North. Oh. The Steelers, Steelers are going to win the AFC North. Steelers. The team with the most bets to win. What are the hold on? What are the odds before you do it? Because not on the numbers right there. You're the on Browns are probably yes. a very good. The Cleveland Browns have received the most bets to win the AFC North at a sixty to one payout. There's that's just throwing money away. And they're concerned now that if they do, by some grace of God, win, they're going to just shut down Las Vegas. It's going to be paying out. Do they have <laughs> the amount of what? What's been bet on the Browns? Because that's insane. Uh, um, they just said the Browns are a liability. There are more bets on the Browns to win the AFC North than the other three teams combined. <laughs> that, that could <laughs> hurt. That could hurt. That's going to be bad. If Not that they will, but that's going to be ugly. Oh, yeah. By the way, the Vikings winning the AFC North would be a scalding hot take. <laughs> <laughs> That would be just a I love how he barn burned, burn. I love how he blurted that out so company. The Vikings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, they don't even play there. Are we picking our divisional champions now? No, no. but if you're in if you're in Las Vegas, people are dropping hundos on the Cleve on uh, the Cleveland Browns to do not, sixty well, to win. Sixty listen, to one. Listen, this is why. Uh, and and I was a professional sports handicapper and prognosticator for a living in the eighties. And I'll tell you now. That if you really want to see where our betting line goes, wait until a half an hour before the bet's available to go up, because that's when the guys that have the big money. So, for instance, um, let me give you three things really quickly that you can guarantee to make a living on. 
You ready, Paulie? Oh, wow. Where's I can't Master wait. Paul, you bet on any any games? No. Never. No. Not known to put a wager on a Super Bowl. Not uh, known to, a I prop bet, bet or something? I bet on the Giants against the Patriots. So, one year, and that was track it. this one for you, for sports fans out there that like to, of course, legally, I'm sure you're only legally making these, these wagers. Interdivisional home dogs cover in the NFL 75% of the time. Now, listen to what I said. So Buffalo in the Jim Kelly days, when they're they're just beating the crap out of everybody, or New England travels down to the New York Jets. Those are two teams in the same division. The Jets are at home, and they're an underdog by six. And you go, well, of course New England is going to beat the Jets by six. And the fact of the matter is that 75 out of 100 times, they do not cover the point spread because remember something, they're in the same division. It's a much bigger game for them, and they're at home. For some reason, when you look at these scores, or or it's like 72% of the time. Now, here's one that you can make a living on. Guess what that number is on Monday Night Football? 92%. 92 out of 100 times when a team is an interdivisional home dog, the, the Super Bowl shuffle Chicago Bears travel down to Tampa Bay and play them on Monday Night Football. Chicago has won 10 straight games, and that game was a three-point game. Why? Because for Tampa Bay, this is their Super Bowl. It's their chance to play in front of a national audience on Monday night at home to against a team in the same division. If you happen to, and that does not mean they interdivisional home dogs don't ever lose on Monday night football. It does happen, but a vast majority, nine out of ten times, they cover that spread. So there's one you can make some money on. Now. As far as this bet is concerned, this is a futures bet. You're betting before the season starts without really any statistical information except for preseason. And you can make a fortune on that. If you happen to grab Syracuse University the year they had Carmelo before they started the season for, to win the NCAA tournament, wow, that was 250 to 1, I believe the odds were. Well, there's actually, there were that. I know it because I bet it. Um, <laughs> so, so. So, yeah, there, there is money to make in futures, but it's really hard to tag one of those long shots because it's so rare. I just think, I think the Browns are getting bets because they're on TV. People see them on TV. Yeah, at they got that Browns like, camp show. Yeah, and, they're just like, oh, Do you know what? Team. That would mean the, the total reversal the Browns would have to make. I think that's been done. Long shot. Hasn't that been done worst, already, though? Worst somebody first, do it I mean, it happens. Worst to first. No, but somebody did it in baseball. Somebody, somebody did it in baseball like a couple years ago. They went from worst to first in their division. Or, or did the Marlins do it the year they won? The Marlins, I think, the year they won were in last place the year before. Yeah, yeah. Google worst to worst to first. The uh, most improbable turnarounds. Come on, talk to oh, me. Hold on a second talk here. Talk to me, big dunk. Red Sox won ninety three games. Uh, the Braves. I, I don't have any answers. Right? I got to keep he's rolling. Blurting numbers. I'm trying to. He's asking me an information. I don't have the answer. I for see. Him. The 98-99 Diamondbacks. That's who. That's who. No, no. There was somebody else that did it. All right. What's the next one? Next so what? Have you, uh, DB, been following the NFL field seats story? Is this um, the... uh, I have the story pulled up, if it is. It's so funny. You and I are so... Simpatico. We are very much on the same page. So, uh, is this the two, the twelve thousand five hundred dollar uh, recliners yeah. at Forty ers If you're not familiar with the NFL field seats, so the NFL wants every team to have. They want to get in on the courtside seat money. Essentially, they see these basketball teams raking in co- cash for having courtside seats. Well, of course, that's a smaller area to cover. But if you want a courtside seat, for example, at the San Francisco Forty ers game, you can have a recliner on either end zone at the end of the field. 
for $12,500. This goes into various other offers. For example, uh, the Miami Dolphins have a dolphin tank down there. They're, they're, they're all building these different experiences on the field right. to try to get these big money people to sit down on so the field. So you can swim with dolphins while no, the game's No, it's like on? near it. It's like near it. It's just like they're all doing these crazy field experiences now because they want to rake in that money. Oh, I would love And the to. argument is, is the field's too big. You can't sit. You, you've been down there. You can't see anything. If you're on one end zone and the action's down in the other red zone, what are you going to see? You're going to see the backs of guys. Oh, I would love it if they had a rich guy get hit by a linebacker. That is a true field experience. So the guy's just sitting there drinking a beer, and he gets blindsided by, you know, J.J. Watt. They want in on some of this cash. Like, if you if you looked at the, the NBA Finals, courtside seats for $90,000 a game. They're trying to rake in some of that money. But I don't think you're going to have people buy these. The seats, the better seats for a football game are up in the boxes. I don't want to yeah. sit on the field. It's cold. I don't like going to pro games in the winter anyways, but it's cold. Like, you get rolled over like a cameraman. No, thanks. No. <laughs> no, I'll pass on that. Yeah, for example, like I said, the Dolphins have their living room seat at the 35-yard line and in the end zones. The seats uh, are about $18,000 for a package of four. Comes complete with iPads, food, booze, and a car service. You can add more TVs for $30,000. So you're watching TV while you're sitting yeah. at the, What a stupid... Exactly. Rich right. people okay. annoy well, me. So, so I, I looked at the things in my life that this could possibly relate to. So um, as an actor, um, my union, the Screen Actors Guild, or SAG, um, forces a producer to, f- to fly me first class to, um, to an event or to a, to a film or a television project. They don't have a choice. They have to fly me first class, which is a nice um, little extra thing that you get you know, as an actor. Um, so then I look at uh, when I go speak on my, uh, and do the talk shows in Texas. That's a friend of mine who does that. And, of course, he never sends me first class. He always sends me coach. So when I get to the airport and I check in, if first class is available, it flashes up and tells me how much money it would be to go ahead and fly additional dollars I would have to pay. And so for the for the 150 bucks or whatever it is to go from, it, it's usually like 99 from here to Chicago, and then I have to upgrade from Chicago, which is a three-hour flight. And that's, you know, 199 So I say, is it worth for me 400 bucks round trip, five? 500 600 bucks on all all four flights 600 more dollars to go round trip well i usually don't do the round trip from chicago to syracuse because it's only like an hour and a half flight but the three-hour flight down to texas many times i'll go ahead and just shell that out myself same thing i would look at here to have a recliner and sit at a game first of all i'd want to see what that i mean is it really that nice and but to be reclining at a football game with a monitor and everything else i mean listen when you go to a basketball game, and, and, and I've been spoiled to be able to go and have the organization give me the seat, and then I look at the back of the seat and it says $1,600 for a Nick game for one seat, and I go, wow, man, that's 3200 bucks for me. <laughs> that's pretty nice. And, and it's so different to sit in the front row. It's, it, you know, the experience is amazing. What's the experience like here? And if that's 12500 for the season, obviously. I think it's for the season. For the it's season. San Francisco, okay. that's why. So that's eight, that's eight games. That you're going to get this recliner and everything. So now, how much more is the recliner experience than just that seat? 
I wonder. I wonder what the difference the, is. But at San Francisco, it'll be weird because like the only fan at the stadium will be sitting on the sideline in a recliner while there's like five people up in the I crowd. Know. And then, but How you, about selling the general admission ones first? Well, that's why they have the monitor because if people stand up around you while you're reclining, you can just watch it on your own monitor. I think that's I think that's kind of badass. Yeah, I don't know. If, it would look cool. That's what they want. They want people to look cool on TV, but I don't think for a fan it'd be very enjoyable to sit down there. But I think if you're, you know, it's isn't it all subjective and it's based around what you... For the great Ed Levine, this is a spit in the ocean. He goes, I want six of them. Bingo. Immediately. Done. Load it up. Immediately. Immediately. He <laughs> leers out to it. He may not even go. He may just, he may just, want, just want to have six recliner seats just to tell people I'll he I'll just sit on my couch. Yeah. It's, the uh, seats you know, are better than... I gotta tell you, no offense to the NFL... But it's so much better with replay and the cameras and everything oh. to watch a game at home. Mm-hmm. I went to a Steelers game two years ago and never again. And I have a giant $5,000 massage chair that you can watch at my house. It bam, was bam, bam, freezing bam, rain. Bam, it bam, was bam, cold. Bam. Same with the Bills game. I went to a Bills game. It was cold. People were hammered. And I couldn't see anything. I went anything. to the Jim Kelly uh, um, suite thing they have with the glass. It was pretty cool. Yeah. The Buffalo game. Well, I wish I was invited up there. Then I went down to the sideline. But anyway. All right. We'll uh, come back. Alec Baldwin, next, my wow. best friend. Wow. Is he on? Didn't you see he was calling at the bottom of the hour? I don't know if he's calling while you're announcing stuff you don't know. Oh, it, It's already been announced. When was it announced? Josh announced it. I think I did kind of announce it, but I didn't say who he was calling. I said we have a special guest at 1030. He, he jumped to the conclusion that it was his boyfriend. You guys told me it was. <laughs> wow. What in the hell are you guys? Let me check to- my let me check my text now that you're false advertising. Uh, call. See, look at that, nothing back. No, he's busy. Nothing back. He's gonna call it eleven twenty again. Right. He's gonna call eleven twenty. <laughs> go. Hey, are you guys on? <laughs> hey, what's that guy's name again? Mole. Do you got more? Uh, so I have if more. He's if you want to come back, yeah. more yeah, so This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Hey now. So you want to finish up on so what, Joshy? Yeah. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers still do not have a contract. The Green Bay Packers are uh, not budging. He says, quote, I'm not trying to screw them. I'm not going to nickel and dime them. He is expected to make $20 million this year, $21 million next year, but the uh, predictions are saying that he wants over 30 Good. Pay the man. You know, when you watch in preseason, and, and, uh, and, and as I said, I – you have your own opinion on certain things, and I can be swayed or changed if you show me something that makes sense. And Paulie's comments about, um, well, this this isn't really any really indication of what really is going to go on with the team. This is like you know, preseason's nonsense, and I didn't agree with that. But as I'm watching more, um, you know, there is there's there's this kind of working on plays and they're testing to see guys. It, it really isn't a a true. Um, uh, sampling of what you're going to get because you're not watching guys play as hard as they can for four quarters. But with that said, there are a few exceptions just because of how badly they're burying everybody. And Green Bay is one of them. They're just a cut above everybody else that they're playing right now. I mean, they they their execution and they they seem to be really ready to have a big year. And that's all be, a big part of that's because of Aaron Rodgers. So. Um, I think in today's market, you got. I agree with Paulie. You got to pay the guy, pay him his money, keep him there for another four years. Let him let him leave. Always a Green Bay Packer because I don't think he's going to play more than another four. Green Bay Packers in the NFC North. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Minnesota's going to beat them. Where is that idiot? <laughs> I sent him out in case uh, my best friend calls. 
Minnesota coach Mike Zimmer says that the new helmet rule is going to cost people jobs, playoff jobs, the whole bit, I'm guessing. He says that it's changing how people play, and they're not going to get the pay they're due. What? The helmet rule. Oh, my God. This, uh, why don't we do a flat? If you want to see what we should do, we should go ahead and have, you know how they do throwback jersey? Let's do a throwback equipment game. <laughs> put them in leather helmets. Put guys helmets. in leather helmets with no <laughs> face masks and, and say, that, look at how far we've come. Now you won't let them hit each other. Now you can't go. Uh, the, the thing that you were told to do, the goal when you play defense, was to stick your face mask into the guy's numbers. They would say, hit him in the numbers with your face or your head. That was the sh- the spot that stopped him dead in his tracks. If you hit him on the shoulder pad or hit him on the side or the hip, it wasn't guaranteed he was going to go down. You were supposed to stick your face mask into his numbers and wrap your arms around him while you drove him backwards. That was a tackle. That was the, the gold standard when you stuck somebody. Um, I don't understand. It's football. It's a high collision sport. And this is why they wear protective helmets. Um, with, the, with the materials that they have now and the science they have now, you, yes, of course. You're going to see when you're an oil rigger a larger number of people that hurt their hands and their fingers because they've got high-speed things spinning around. It's part of the game. Be careful. Try not to get hurt. But it happens. Yeah, I think there should be a a review process that goes on up in the booth, and if there's a dangerous hit that happens, it's up to the dangerous hit ref up watching the game to make that decision, and, and then and then you're gonna you're gonna slow play down even more. You know what? I'm I I want to get the call right. I really do. So, in the last two minutes of the game, review uh, the last two minutes of the first half if you want, and the last two minutes of the game in every game in the NFL. Review every play, no matter what. If there's even a question in the review booth, hey, we'd like to take a look at that. Then hold up the game for a second while they review it and say, that's the wrong call. Don't leave it up to a coach to throw in a red bag. No, you can't throw the red bag in during the game at any time. There's error. There's human error. Quarterbacks throw interceptions. Can you throw a bag out there saying, hey, we'd like to do that over because we don't like the way he threw it. He normally doesn't throw it that way. Human error is part of the game. And and hitting people with your head is part of the game. And if a quarterback, I mean, I remember as a linebacker when I played that if a quarterback rolled out of the pocket, and decided he was going to take a chance to run the ball, if he was within the playing lines, you hit him as hard as you could. Because he's probably not going to be able to take a stick as easy as a running back. He might fumble, and he's going to think better of running next time. You shake the guy up, and he doesn't play as well. All of that has been taken away from the game. All of that has been taken away from the game with this ridiculous helmet roll. If you are going to hit a guy running as fa- you're taught to run as fast as you can and to hit him as hard as you can, and now you tell him don't hit him with the apex of your hitting point, which is your head or face, what what what's happening to the game? It, it's a high collision game for which people are making ten million dollars a year to play and more. Yes, go hit him with your head, hit him, stick him, kill him. Solid take. Thank you. Hot take. Loved it. Oh, what? What? Oh, I said a hot take. Oh, a hot take. Hold on, hold on. Come on. There it is. That take was so hot. (laughs) It's the leading cause of global warming. Now back to the show. Wow. Strong. And finally, just because I want to see Daniel riled up again. Oh, here we go. ESPN will not air the national anthem during their Monday night football games. Cheers. You say so what to that? Yeah, who cares if they air it or not? 
Do you watch? Do you stand at your house and watch it? Who cares? Cover it with a commercial. We can do it in the, on the radio all the time. You cover it's, the it's, anthem it, with a commercial. It's, 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 a, it's a bigger equation than this. You're, and, and, and maybe in this room or for some select listeners, I'm sure there are going to be some that are going to agree with me. We have taken God out of the classroom. We have taken our country and, 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 and national pride and honor. We are still, whether you like it or not, if you'd like to check your clock and calendar, at war. Our country is at war right now. So, big important call from Central Square. <laughs> As we get um, to a hot topic. Our, our country is at war. We have young men and women over there with guns in their hands fighting for our security and to keep the, uh, keep the, the world safe. Um, I believe the national anthem is partially a celebration of them, a partially a celebration of that, partially a celebration of how blessed and lucky we are. If you don't realize why it's important to me, to this listener and, and speaker, then I would beg you to go down, just go down to Mexico City on our own continent. Go down to Mexico City and see what life is like 25 miles outside of the biggest city in North America. They're, they're people that live with their entire families in, 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 in tin shanties raising six kids with no money and no water and no sewage system. We live in, a, in, the, in the most powerful, influential, best country in the world. And you know what? Yeah, there's nothing wrong with getting off your fat ass and going ahead and saying the national anthem and airing it on the ESPN games. But you know what? They haven't learned their lesson yet. Obviously, ESPN hasn't learned anything from what the NFL is already learning, which is this controversy with Colin Kaepernick and kneeling during has hurt NFL audiences. I know people that have been seasoned ticket holders are one of the hardest tickets to get the New York Giants. There's a 10-year waiting list to get those tickets, and they're giving up their tickets because they're so insulted by the fact that the NFL hasn't taken a firm stance, and they've wavered back and forth on this kneeling thing. So I personally, I'm upset that ESPN would make this decision. I am. I uh, I am going to. I am not a fan of the protest. I've made that clear. But if you're mad that a guy's kneeling, then you got to also be mad that Joe Schmo, the fat ass watching the game at home, is eating chicken wings and sitting on his couch watching it. Because that's just as disrespectful. If you're gonna if you're gonna set a bar for it, the national anthem, you know, two fat guys drinking beers and not standing up and doing it at home. Is just as disrespectful. So just cut Do you think it out. It's just as disrespectful to to uh, um, to sit on your couch while you're viewing it, as opposed to having an honor guard with a flag being. Do at the, the rules game? change wherever you're at? If you're going to be respectful of it, be respectful of it. You know, be be consistent. Because it's you know, I, I I don't know. I just think if just why is it on TV anyways? ESPN has never aired it. They aired it once after 9 11. Yeah. This is not, they're yeah, not yeah. changing their policy. We, they have never aired I've, it. I've uh, producing radio broadcasts for sports. It's two minutes of radio that I I'm going to stand. I'm going to stand for every ESPN game while they don't air it. I'm going to play it at my house. Uh, you should tweet. In protest. You, you should, in protest. You should That's go a funny li- video. I'm going to. You heard it here Take first. Don't off. let anyone else tell you that it wasn't my idea. I am going to stand. I may sing it. Okay. Wow, that'd be iconic. I may sing it. I'd like that. Better than Whitney Houston? Poor Whitney. That's another subject. She has the best national anthem rendition ever. I might I might call alto soprano. The president of ESPN <laughs> said it's not our job to cover politics purely, but we'll cover the intersection of sports and politics. I don't work happens. for this guy. I work for the great Ed Levine. And if I was to have the great Ed Levine in this room, I believe the great Ed Levine would say, honor your country. That's my leader.
<laughs> That's it's my leader. Bad. It's I don't know how to say this. I think book. Levine should run all of ESPN and replace this guy. I don't know how to say this in a politically correct way, but it's bad radio and television. Like it's just you know you say that, but you got to remember too, man, that there's a lot of cats that listen. There there were guys, particularly when you go into the Vietnam War, there were guys that went to Vietnam that came home that. You know, they were spit at, they were picked on, they were called baby killers, they weren't honored like we did when we came back from World War II. There were ships and people throwing confetti in the harbor. These guys did exactly the same thing as any other vet, and we didn't honor them. We didn't honor them. So those guys got insulted then. Now those guys are turning around, they're going, you're going to kneel during the national anthem? You're not going to air? What's going on here, man? I gave four years, eight years, ten years of my life away from my family, got shot at in a jungle, in the humidity, and, you know, I mean, the dedication and the, and the damage done to them for what they saw over there with PTSD when we didn't even take care of our boys for that. And these guys still today are not recognized. And you're going to turn around. And that's, like, in my opinion, again, in my opinion, that's like spitting in those guys' faces. You know, I see these guys at the airport wearing their cap and it says Vietnam ball. And I immediately walk over to them and I say, thank you so much for your service. I do. Because they were forgotten. They were forgotten. Particularly the Vietnam War. Now guys are coming back from this exchange and people are, they want to go over and they want to say, um, yeah, thanks for your service. But you don't want to stand for the anthem or you don't think it's important for ESPN to about face this decision and air that anthem. You should take, you should be the example. You're the leader in sports. You should take the example and air that anthem and put it in everybody's living room and make us proud to be America, Americans again. This, this, uh, it was a horrible PR move by ESPN because they don't air the anthem anyway. <laughs> why never said why would you shine a light? Air it. Air it. Now they're going to have to. Air it. No, ESPN not. should reconsider the, the, who leads ESPN. Fire him. Get somebody in there wants to air the anthem. I, yeah. I'm calling for a movement right now. I'm, I'm all for everything you just said, but I don't see the necessary... Uh, the necessity of airing the anthem on television. I do. I'm going to air it here. On, I'm going to air it here and I'm going to send it out. I'm going to tag ESPN. Tomorrow from 10 to 11 a.m., we're going to air nothing but the national anthem for like, the entire like, 60 oh, minutes. Oh, say like, can you <laughs> oh, there it is. see? Like the TV stations used to do at midnight when they yes! signed off. Yes, remember? Sign off. Yeah. You signed off and they showed just the image of the flag. All right, take a Come break. On, what's the matter with you people?